movies are and how Chainsaw fits into that puzzle. Let's talk about why some people dismiss it as a bunch of crap, others consider it the greatest horror movie ever made, and still others blame it for everything that is wrong with American society and, of course, the corruption of its children. The reason I want to talk about this movie is that I played Leatherface, Chainsaw's brutish, relentless, yet apparently lovable killer. Through an improbable series of events, one sweaty summer afternoon, I found myself dancing on a Texas hilltop, spinning a chainsaw over my head, hell-bent on scaring the bejesus out of the director. It had been a long trip getting to that hilltop, and it's been a long trip since. I remember the filming. Unlike many of those who claim to have been involved with Chainsaw, I was actually there and I've had plenty of time to gather my thoughts about what happened and about the significance of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Telling the true Chainsaw story is a bit like being a character in Kurosawa's Rashomon. Each player has his or own take on what happened and what it means, and each of us has an emotional interest in remembering the story a certain way. A Chainsaw crew member once told a writer, I happen to know the truth. Whatever anybody says, that's fine, but I happen to know the truth. Really? I've also heard other Chainsaw actors tell stories about what I did on the set that couldn't possibly be true. Could they? Memory is a bit flexible, but while each of us remembers the same event differently, I know I'm right most of the time. And when we remember something, we really don't remember the event itself. We remember the last time we remembered the event. A psychologist once told me that. You can see how that hall of mirrors leads to a kind of infinitely regressing truth, never quite visible, but somewhere in the background of that mirror. Or is it this mirror? Let's say, then, that this is what I remember of how it went, reinforced by conversations with many of those other cast and crew members who were there when we made the world's most notorious horror movie. Maybe the truth will lie somewhere among these stories. Besides, someone has to explain what happened. Chapter 1. What Happened is True Call me Leatherface. Some years ago, never mind how long precisely, having little or no money in my purse and nothing particular to interest me otherwise, I thought I would do a little acting and see how movies are made. Every once in a while, when the world gets to be too much and I start to feel a bit spleeny, I feel the need to lift my spirits by killing someone. Whenever I find myself involuntarily pausing before coffin warehouses and bringing up the rear of every funeral I meet, I know it's high time to get onto a horror movie set to harmlessly act out my impulses. Besides, I needed a job, and I thought this would be an interesting one. How many people can tell their friends that they were once in a horror movie even some obscure thing no one ever heard of. Still, considering my personality, it was curious that I had decided to be in a movie. I had always hated performing in front of strangers, or even just standing in front of my classmates. In kindergarten, the school Christmas play had left me sweating in fear. Worse, I had muffed my one line, there was no room at the inn, became, there was no room at the hotel. As those words floated out into the audience, I desperately wanted to disappear. My brother's chums unkindly reminded him that we were related, and I will forever know that somehow a hotel is not quite an inn, 
though my dictionary is mum on the difference. My fear of visibility stayed with me over the years, so in high school I joined the debate team to confront it. That helped a bit, but not enough. By the time I was in graduate school at the University of Texas in Austin, I was writing poetry and taking part in readings. That meant I had to stand up in front of people and perform. Most of us would-be poets were really bad at it. None of us knew how to present our work or ourselves in a way that engaged the audience. And I was the worst. I knew that just the fearful quaver in my voice would drive people out of the room. So I decided once again to do something about it. I took a poetry performance class. Unfortunately, it seemed to me at the time, my professor liked my voice, so she gave me some additional work. I would not get my grade, she said, unless I acted in some of her directing students' plays. I had no choice. First, I played a series of characters in a...